The opinions expressed in the following are those of its participants and do not necessarily reflect those of the producers and the comic den Mississauga. Also, the following contains mature material and mild language which may not be suitable for all audiences. Discretion is advised. Well, as much as possible, I wanted to keep this episode all girls, but unfortunately, Angela couldn't find enough, so they decided to stick I'm me. Sorry. <laughs> they decided to place me back at, in my usual spot here at the head. Um, so this is epi- this is uh, for th- this is episode forty-four now of the Anime Roundtable for Thursday. Was it March March thirteenth? Wow. Okay. Um, so. You're not going to hear me hear from me too much tonight. I'm just going to I'm just going to introduce everyone around the table, and then you know what, the girls will take it from here. Um, so Mike Nicholas once again with you, and this is traditionally the um, all girls episode. We're, we're going to try and make it. We tried to make it a tradition starting last year, uh, and Courtney hosted that show, but she's not around this year, and you know, and White Day happened again. And we always do this episode around. Around March fourteenth, so here we are again to do it. Um, but all girls around the table, and somebody who could probably be legally tried as one. Um, and to my left, Angela Jordan, straight ahead, uh, straight ahead of me, uh, Carol, uh, Carol Saad, who did the uh, show last year, and this is her second ever appearance Yay. on this show. So Hello. this will Only probably second. be. Yeah, I know. This will <laughs> probably be the, uh, you know, uh, an annual thing for you, right? Oh yeah. At the very least. And it'll probably be a regular next season or something. Before long. Yeah. And, mm. and oh, I just realized people can't see me nods. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And we're not... And, and to my right, uh, just back from Japan and almost almost over her uh, jet lag. Almost. Almost. Clears her jewels back. So well, give her a round of applause after Yay. surviving uh, almost Yay. a year in Japan. Um, and coming and, back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, usual, with our usual audience, although this time we have been requested this week... To not videotape this, so uh, Adam's so Adam does not have his trusty <laughs> Adam does not have his trusty uh, trusty laptop pointed at us, and probably just as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, look, uh, yeah, I think just so. Went out. <laughs> so um, we're getting some comments from the peanut gallery. Yeah, here. Some, pe- some comments from the audience already, but you know what? You know what? They get to see at least they get to see the girls. We might put up a photo later. Oh no! Photo. Please, no cast photos allowed. Uh, okay, no. well we'll see. And um, you know what? And and Clarissa just got a phone call, so she just walked out of the room for a second. Excellent. Well, okay. What do we say? So. What do we? Where do we start for now? She's back. Well, okay. Right. So, as far as I knew about the agenda, um, when we promised that when Clarissa returned, you guys would t- have a chance returned. to talk. About. Yeah, and speaking of returns. Um, we we promised that Clarissa would talk qu- at length about her t- her year in Japan. Yeah, I, so. that's something I really wanted to yeah. to do anyway. Um, yeah, it's you spent a whole year in Japan, like. Well, yeah. And <laughs> how many times do you have somebody that is able to go and exchange to Japan for a year and then come back and talk about it? Yeah, it's pretty incredible. So I'm really excited to hear all about it. I'm so. really excited to talk about it. It's probably <laughs> something I could talk about for <laughs> a couple of hours at least awesome. and still have stories left. But before we get into that, just in case people don't know what White Day is, I just thought I would explain it a little. So, um, well, here, Valentine's Day is reciprocal with the, the talk with giving and the receiving and everything. Yeah. Well, pretty much. But in Japan, they split it up. So on Valentine's Day, the women give the men chocolate. And then one month later on uh, White Day, the men return the favor. So, yeah, last year, I guess, I don't know why we did a girls episode for White Day. It would have made more sense to do it for, val- for Valentine's Day, but it's tradition mm. now, so here we go. Well, I don't know. I think it makes sense to have girls do the White Day, because then it's the girls have their own chance to kind of have their way and get to talk. 
because again, in white day in Japan is when the girls get to receive chocolate from the guys and get the attention, whereas otherwise they're kind of <laughs> shafted during regular <laughs> Valentine's Day. Like you said, in North America, it's kind of reciprocal on Valentine's mm-hmm. Day, but I think it's still mostly the men get stuff for women on Valentine's Day. Yeah, I think so. Like it's usually the guys, like on the radio, you hear the people reminding men to like, you know, it's Valentine's Day, get some flowers, get some chocolate for your girlfriend, mm-hmm. and then you go out to dinner and do that. Yeah, so this might be a case where Japan has more on equality than we do. Uh, it depends. The, thi- the thing is to remember, though, in on Valentine's Day, like I missed it. I was in uh, Cambodia and Vietnam mm-hmm. all f- February. But you're basically obligated to buy chocolate for people, the men in your life, your <laughs> boss, your supervisor, your peers, and then also, of course, your boyfriend. Yeah. And you kind of have like a range of price ranges as well. <laughs> so usually the cheapest chocolate goes to your boss. <laughs> and then you get something really special or homemade chocolate that you make for your boyfriend mm-hmm. if you have one. But or your secret lover. Or yeah, <laughs> whoever. <laughs> no, I feel kind of lucky that I was actually out of the country because that can get pretty expensive. Yeah. Well, and then I was going to make Miss White Day anyway, so like, why buy expensive chocolate for everybody and then not be able to get anything back? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's mean. But uh, no, I think that's, <laughs> that's fair. To be fair. I don't know. I had a lot of gift giving and buying and stuff when I was in Japan anyway. Every time that I went traveling a lot when I was in Japan, I didn't just stay in Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Um, Golden Week, which is, uh, I think, usually in April. No, is April or is it May? I think it's May. I think it's early May. Yeah. I don't remember it's anymore. Like May, the, the first week in May or the second week in May? I think it's actually the second week of May. Okay. And yeah, we went, um, another friend of mine who's another Canadian, he's actually from York. I went with him and then my other best friend who was a girl from Seattle. And we went for the week, and we started, we went straight to, from Tokyo to Himeji, mm-hmm. uh, Himeji Castle. It's kind of, it's south, a bit farther than from Osaka. So then we went to Himeji Castle, it's beautiful. I kind of regret going there first, because in the trip it was my favorite place. Yeah. So then yeah. everything else in the rest <laughs> of the trip's like, oh, this isn't as nice as Himeji. Aww. <laughs> 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 no, Himeji Castle I definitely recommend, it's a UNESCO uh, World Heritage Site, Cultural Site, I think both as well, I think it has two of those awards. Mm. And then afterwards we went back, we did Kobe. They have a really nice Chinatown there. It's the third largest in Japan. Lots of yummy, yummy stuff. <laughs> um, and then we spent time in Osaka. Mm-hmm. Uh, Osaka Castle, after going to Himeji Castle, was kind of shitty. Because <laughs> 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 basically Himeji is like a really big, huge castle. The grounds are really big. The castle is, I think it's the original one. I'm not sure. It might have been a recreation. But it's still really nice. And it's just like it was before. There's no furniture in it. But when you go to Osaka Castle, it is a reconstruction. It's much smaller, and the inside is all like a museum inside. There's an elevator in it. Like, (laughs) (laughs) it's kind of lame. Kind of takes. Yeah, the first time I was there, we opted not to go in just because we were doing the broke student backpacking type of trip. We were staying in dorms and hostels the entire time. Um, And then, of course, we went to Kyoto because you have to go to Kyoto. Mm -hmm. Um, Very nice. Um, they call it, of course, like the city of a thousand shrines or a thousand temples sort of thing. And there are so many, you can't go to all of them. Um, both times I was only there for a couple of days each time. But very nice. Probably my favorite one is Kiyo Mizudera. Um Just really, really nice. Um, when I went there in Golden Week, it was my last day on our trip. It was a Sunday. And I kind of split off with my friends just because they wanted to sleep in. And I'm like, no, damn it, it's my last day in Kyoto. Yeah. I'm going to get up, crack a dawn, and I'm going to see as much as I can cram into that day. But the entire day it rained. I had trouble figuring out how to buy the bus pass because there's a bus pass and then there's also a subway pass. And Mm. then there's one pass that's both. But when I was trying to buy it, I accidentally bought one only for bus or only for subway, I don't remember. And then I had to go back and switch it, and it was a pain in the ass. I don't know if I should be... Well, I guess it doesn't matter if I swear. It's a podcast. <laughs> um, we crossed a lot of boundaries <laughs> from that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, I'm just kind of like looking back to all the ones with Adam and everything, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. that should definitely be oh, okay. Have you, been to the rec- have you been listening to the recent ones? Not yet, okay. no. There's a couple that I caught during the year, just for nostalgia, like, oh, I remember the podcast back at York. I wonder how they're doing. <laughs> but yeah, the whole day it rained, and then I was getting kind of pissy, and then I managed to locate my friends. Thank God we have cell phones. If you don't have a cell phone in Japan, you you have no life. You're basically, you're non-existent. So, like, we waited about a week until we got them. I wish I'd gotten it immediately. Mm -hmm. Because the thing is, to buy a cell phone, you have to get your gaijin card. What's what I call it? It has some special name. But basically, it's your card that says you're a foreigner. Okay. And it has all your information on it. And if any police question you or stop you, you have to show it. And if you need need to make any major purchases in Japan, you have to show it. Hmm. And then there are quite a few things you need it. It's kind of like equal importance to your passport. Like, it's photo ID. Hmm. So did you get that guiding card before you left, or...? What you do is, when you arrive in Tokyo, like, you move in, you go through immigration, you do all that stuff, and then within, the fir- like, the first couple of weeks of living there, you have to go to the ward office. Mm-hmm. So whatever ward you're in, you have to go to the main office, and then you apply through there, and you also, the same day, like, you get your health insurance. And you have okay. to start opting into that. 
And then I think you only pay once a year for your health insurance. I had to pay, I think, once more. And then、mm. when you leave Japan, you have to cancel your insurance. And then you also have to give back your Gaijin card. You're not allowed to keep it.、Aww. Which really sucks because it's a really pretty card. It's shiny and it's like laminated. It and seems it's like it would be a good souvenir to keep. It, it. would be, but yeah,、oh. it was, when you leave、yeah. it, Narita, they, they're like, give me your card. And I'm just like. They put it sh- through a shredder and watch. <laughs> I guess it makes sense. But yeah, it was really interesting、hmm. when I came back. Because again, like in February, I went to Thailand.、Like、we flew in and out of Bangkok. And then we traveled overland to Cambodia and Siem Reap, and then traveled along to Phnom Penh, and then from the very south of Vietnam all the way to the north, and then from the north we flew to Bangkok, and then back to Tokyo. Wow. But when we re entered Tokyo, for one, we had to get the re entry permit before we left.、Hmm. And for two, when we were going back, they had implemented the、um, you have to get your picture taken and your fingerprinting. So you have to get fingerprinted before you enter the country now. So I got to experience that, and <laughs> that was kind of interesting. Hmm. Yeah.、Uh, um. I don't know if you had anything in particular I should talk about for now.、Um, after、oh. Golden Week,、um, other places that I traveled in Japan, I guess.、Um, in、and、the summertime. The Sorry. The food. Yeah, well, good. food. <laughs> I had whale. You had、oh, whale? Three times. <laughs> Shame on you. It's quite tasty. <laughs> <laughs> They should really unban that shit, man. It's good stuff. <laughs> like, I, I like whales too. They're nice creatures, but I don't know. They're tasty. <laughs> and it's good. All three times I think I had mink whale. Um, it depends on how you cook it.、Um, if you have it kind of like as a sashimi type thing,、mm-hmm. it tastes kind of fishy. But then when you cook it like steak, it kind of tastes like veal. Not、oh、like、no. veal, more, more like venison. Like it's kind of like beef, but it has like a richer taste. What's the texture like? Is it like fish、uh, or more like meat? I think it's more like meat. Really? I think well, so. Well, they're mammals, so I guess it kind of makes sense. But yeah, I guess so. It,、wow. it was tasty. I've had it both ways. I've had horse. I had fugu Sorry, twice.、Pie? Horse? Horse.、Oh. Horse. Sashimi. You had horse sashimi. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you could Worth do cannot、that. describe my disgust right now. <laughs> I don't, actually don't like horse sashimi that much. I had it twice just because both times at the restaurant with other foreigners, and they were like, oh my god, there's horse on the menu. And I'm like, yeah, I know. I've done it here. And then they're like, let's get it. And I'm like, if you're going to pay for it, I'm going to have a piece. <laughs> like,、um, I don't know. I guess it depends. Like, both places I had, I guess it wasn't maybe that fresh. I don't know. It was in Tokyo. I don't think they have horses running wild there anywhere. But.、Uh, <laughs> It was kind of like a more of a rubbery kind of texture. <laughs> not, not, rubber, not rubbery, but it was not. It was, I don't know. I think if it was fresh, it would be better.、Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind trying it again if it was fresh. But was it bloody? Yeah, a bit.、Mm. It didn't taste like blood, though. Like, I don't know. It's kind of like steak rare. Yeah, kind、okay. of, I guess. Sure. Like, again, if you've ever have eaten meat that's kind of more like muscly, I guess, or like dark meat on chicken kind of thing, like, it、mm-hmm. has that kind of. Because they're horses, they're muscly. Yeah. So, I don't know. I would try it again. Not my favorite. A fugu was amazing the first time I had it. Like,、um, was it blowfish, pufferfish?、Mm-hmm. I forgot、fish. my English. <laughs> it was actually really yummy. The first time I had it was when I was in Golden Week in Osaka. We went to this restaurant. It was actually really cheap. It was 2,000 yen for the taishoku, which is like、um, your meal set, which comes with like f- six different dishes,、yeah. including miso soup and your rice and everything.、Uh, I didn't have that because、mm-hmm. I didn't have 2,000 yen. That's like 20 bucks. I'm、mm-hmm. like, I'm not spending that on dinner. But my friend did, and then I had some of his. But then I had just like a regular like,、um, fugu. Sashimi type thing, like、mm-hmm. sushi, and then there's also rice and soup and that kind of thing. It was really, really yummy. Like, it was worth the price. I'm like, yeah, I can see why people would risk death to eat this. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was really good. But the second time I went back to the same restaurant and I had it with another friend that I was kind of touring around Japan, and then I didn't like it as much then. So,、mm-hmm. I don't know if it's hit or miss, or maybe I was just having a bad day that day, or maybe it was just the excitement the first time that made it good. But you don't want to have a bad day with fugu. <laughs> no. <laughs> For sure, it no. It can't be a little off. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. It was really good. What else did I eat?、Uh, when I was in Cambodia, I ate a spider. What? Like on purpose? Yeah, <laughs> I bought it. The <laughs> <laughs> spider is actually pretty good. It's a little bit bitter. You're kidding. No. Like, did they prepare it specially? Or yeah, they're, li- they're like fried, I guess.、Okay. I don't know. How big were they? Like, what kind of spider? <laughs> they were like,、uh, like th- obviously, the audience can't see, but I guess about this big. So like a cookie. Smaller than cookie a saucer、sized. plate, but yeah,、sized. I guess cookie size, but flat. <laughs> <laughs> so they killed spiders, squished them flat, and then no, not, not like squished flat, but still, like, you know, spiders aren't round. They're、yeah. just spider like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and I guess they deep fried them. Like the woman that I bought them from, they had, she had a live one, like, running on her arm. I don't know. I guess, so, I guess they're fresh. <laughs> so you're blowing my mind. <laughs>、um, I don't know. Everything I ate was good, though. What else did I have that was weird? Um. There's something else that's good. Oh, when I was in Hokkaido, in、mm-hmm. the summertime, again, the same Canadian friend I was with, we decided, screw Tokyo, it's too fucking hot here, we're gonna go, it's cold, we went to Hokkaido. <laughs> well, it's either go north or go south. I wanted to do both Kyushu and I wanted to do Hokkaido, but it doesn't make sense to go to Kyushu when Kyushu's in the south and it's just be hotter and muggier、mm-hmm. there. So I'm like, let's go north! 
because I also kind of wanted to go camping, and that's as close as you can get to camping <laughs> when you're in Japan. Uh, don't ever go there. Um, we, uh, well, Hokkaido I liked, but the way that we went, we took the Seishun Juhachikipu, which is like this pass. It's only available three times a year. Mm-hmm. And it's basically a student pass, or like an under, I don't know, I think everybody can get it, as long as you're a certain age. But anyway, it's cheap. It's the train? It's train. Okay. And how it works is that there's two different ones that we used, because we couldn't just use the one it would have expired by the time our trip was done. Um... The Seishu Juhachikipu is basically for five consecutive... Is it consecutive or is it not consecutive? No, it's not consecutive. But it works for five separate days. You can travel on any train you want, as long as it's local. Hmm. And then the other thing was kind of the same thing, but it was consecutive, and that was only in the Hokkaido area. So how it worked is we went from Tokyo, from Ueno Station, if you know of it. It's on the Yamanote line, but then you can take a different train from there. We took all local trains from Tokyo (laughs) to Aomori, (laughs) which is the very northern town on Honshu, which is the main island in Japan. Yeah. We got there like 9 or 10 o'clock at night, and then we had to take the overnight. We ended up in Sapporo at 6 a.m. the next morning. So we went from like 4 or 5 a.m. in Tokyo to 6 a.m. the next day. <laughs> 24 hours we were traveling, and it sucked <laughs> so much. Because it's not like you can get, get on one train and fall asleep mm-hmm. or do whatever. You always have to be alert because you have to switch trains every hour. Because you're taking one local train from the beginning point to the end point, and then getting on the next train and going from the very beginning to the very end, and you're just doing that the whole way north for all Sounds day long. Like How much money did you save? <laughs> Is it worth it? It's worth it, but no, I actually I would never do it again, ever. <laughs> <laughs> I would fly. <laughs> if you were to send me to Hokkaido, I'm flying. Um, it might have been worth it to do um, Shinkansen, because mm-hmm. it's a lot faster. But you'd be paying. Mm-hmm. It's about. I think it's actually the same price if you want to take a plane or if you want to take the Shinkansen. Shinkansen's yeah. kind of a bit, um, I don't know, high class, I guess. Hmm. I don't know, Hokkaido's still beautiful. It's very clean up there. It kind of reminds me of Canada, which is when you're walking around. I really fucking wanted to see cows in the field. Everyone's (laughs) like, oh, there's cows in Hokkaido. And I'm like, yay, cows, because I'm not used to seeing them. Like, they're famous for the dairy up there. They are. Mm -hmm. And I had a lot of, actually, ice cream there. My favorite ice cream flavor in Japan was the Hokkaido Adzuki milk cream ice Mm. cream. It was really good. Um, Toffee. Um, We went to the beer factory in Hokkaido. Like, what was it? Sapporo beer? Mm-hmm. I had a beer testing. Such good beer. It was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't, I don't really love beer, but it was interesting to go there. This is really nice. Yeah, I didn't see horses either, any of that kind of stuff, but it was really good. The parks there. We were going to do a lot of things. We went to Lake Toa and Lo- Lake Tawada. One of them's in Hokkaido, one of them's in, ha- in uh, Tohoku, like the main part of Japan, but I don't remember which one was which <laughs> anymore. But really good stuff. Mm fun times and then coming back was a bitch again <laughs> i left a bit earlier because um, we started it in Sapporo, and then we went to that one lake and then we went back south again we stopped at another lake and there was like a river uh, i don't remember the name of it anymore and then we stopped in matsushima which is supposed to have the th- one of, like the third most scenic view in japan basically the idea is you're looking out at all of these islands like you're on the ocean mm-hmm. and you look out at all these small islands and they all have these pine trees and it's very scenic looking i wasn't that impressed but i was also <laughs> overheated and at the end of my wits and, and i was just like ah no more i want to go back to tokyo when i got back to shinjuku i was like oh my god shinjuku <laughs> it was like coming home normally i fucking hate that station um only because <laughs> i had s- well, shinjuku if you know for the viewers at home very important place in japan and tokyo for sure Mm -hmm. Um, I think they see over 2 million or 3 million people go through there every day. Wow. And I had to go there three times a week during school. What for? Did you have classes there? Uh, No, not in Shinjuku, but (laughs) 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 it worked. Um, So I went to Japan as an exchange student. Yeah. My classes only started in April, and then they go from April until about July, and then they start again in September or October? I think it's September. And then classes go again until about January, they finish up, and you have your exams. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. from February, you're basically February 1st, you're free. I think my last exam was actually on the 30th or 31st. The 31st. Of February? Of January. Of January, yeah. okay. So, so you were just kicking around until then? Basically. Well, I went out of the country. Mm-hmm. And I was like, screw to- Tokyo, <laughs> it's expensive. <laughs> like, ideally, I, I really wanted to go to Kyushu so I could finish Japan. Because I really wanted to go to Kyushu, and I wanted to go to Shikoku just so I could say I've been to all of the islands. Mm-hmm. People were like, why do you want to go to Shikoku? There's nothing there. And I'm like, yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> I still wanted to go. But I ended up going snowboarding with my Zemi, which is my seminar class. And that was actually a really good experience. Mm. Like, originally, I was never very good at skiing. I skied maybe twice in my life when I was in elementary school on a class trip. Mm-hmm. And I sucked hardcore at it. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even go up the little lifts because it was one of those lifts where you like hold on and pull yourself up and yeah, I could never yeah. get off of them without falling over and oh. I just had bad memories I'd also done before um, cross-country skiing mm-hmm. which also sucked hard <laughs> like, <laughs> cross-country skiing requires lots of effort yeah it does too much well I like going <laughs> flat 
like when you're on flat land and you're cross country skiing, it's fun. But as soon as you have to go uphill or downhill, it was just it was bad. I'd fall over and not fun. So for the snowboard trip, I basically resolved myself because I love my Zemi so much that no matter what, I would go on trips with them. If they invited me, I'd go, even mm-hmm. no matter what they were doing. So I'm like, yeah, I'll go. And I figured I would just try for an hour. I'd fall over a lot and get really bruised. And then I'd be like, okay, guys, I'll be in the cabin. And then I would make up for it by getting really drunk with them at night. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I would be happy. But actually, after about an hour, I managed to uh, get the hang of it. I wasn't very That's good. good. The hardest part snowboarding is standing up. Once you can stand up, you're fine. Like, I was never going, like, zooming and doing crazy jumps or moves or anything, but mm-hmm. I was able to kind of do the falling like a leaf thing and go down that way. Cool. It was really fun. So what was it like actually being a student? Uh, it was interesting. Yeah, going back to that. So I had three days a week, um, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday. I had classes at one campus, Sudokudai campus, and that was just Japanese language. It would be from, like, 9 in the morning to about 12. So was it for foreigners? Only? Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. Um, so you didn't horribly lose the ability to speak English while you were there? Oh, no. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> Again, my friend John was living. He's the Canadian that was with me. Uh, my friend Liz, who's an American. Mm-hmm. There was another American from the same school, but he was like a master's student. He was still a good friend of mine. And then there was three Swedes. Mm-hmm. And then one guy, second term, came from the UK. And they were like my core group of friends. Clubbing in Roppongi, so bad. <laughs> 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 like, there's so many places that I have so many connections to in Tokyo. Roppongi, I love it, but only for clubbing. If you, when, you get a, when you stagger out of the club at 5 in the morning, Roppongi's just like a sleaze pit. <laughs> Even at night there. When you go there at night, there's more foreigners than Japanese people. And they mm-hmm. all, yeah. The best is all, like, the big, huge black guys. They're standing on the corners, and they're like, hey, come to my club. Hey, there's free beer. Hey, there's free whatever. And they're trying to, like... <laughs> they must intimidate Japanese people into going to these clubs because they're pretty intimidating, but... <laughs> uh, really fun. Really good times. Clubs are expensive there. Mm-hmm. I, but my friends, the Swedes, they went out twice a week, every Friday and every Saturday night. And sometimes the clubs they'd be going to would have, like, $25 cover charge. Wow. Oh, my God. And they'd just be going, but I guess they had a lot of money. They had a lot of fun. Mm. I don't know, sometimes the other American guy would go with them. I went out with them maybe once a month or so. But the way it works for clubbing in Japan, there is no last call. <laughs> like, <laughs> we would only leave on the last train and come home on the first train in the morning. So we would kind of drink beforehand in our par- the apartments beforehand. Mm-hmm. Then we would leave on the last train. We would get to either, we'd either go to Shibuya or to Roppongi. Roppongi was farther. It was like an hour to get there. So usually we'd go to Shibuya. And I actually kind of think I like the clubs in Shibuya better. Because Roppongi, again, it's more like a cesspool of foreigners. <laughs> like <laughs> And hosts. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's fun. There's a couple of good places. But again, like even if you go to Flower or something, it's kind of expensive. Muse is uh, okay. But that's my friend worked there. So then we got free to go into Muse. So that was mm. kind of fun to do. So is that how really it worked? Because I thought it, when I was there, I thought it was really weird that the subways stopped working at like midnight. It's like, what do people do? And then we, we There were is one day a year where the subways open all night long and the trains. That's New Year's. Because people will try to visit three different uh, trines. Because what you do is you ring the 108 bells into the new year. Mm-hmm. I was clubbing all night. <laughs> <laughs> I was like drinking my, my, yeah, whatever. So you take the last train and then you take the first train out in the morning? Yeah, so from we lived in Shimotokaido, which was about 10 minutes away from Shinjuku and Shibuya equally. It was a really, really good location. I'd love to go. In. If I lived again in Tokyo, I'd like to live around the same area. Um, but yeah, so the last train was usually around like 12.10 yeah, at night. Just, we would take that. Oh. Made me so mad. <laughs> <laughs> we would arrive in Shibuya around 12.30 or so. Or if we went to Roppongi, we'd try to arrive there around the same time, around there, around 1. And then usually it's still too early to go to the club, because otherwise you're dancing until 5 five in the morning. Mm-hmm. So usually we'd go for like an hour for karaoke. Hmm. So usually we'd sneak into the konbini, which is a well, convenience store. Japan shortens all words, so convenience store, konbini. <laughs> I kind of speak in half Japanese still which I really bad Japanese. Anyway, so we would go and stock up there and sneak it into our bags and then go into karaoke and do that for like an hour. Mm-hmm. And then we would go and go into the club. We'd get there like two and then we'd stay until about five. And then we'd, yeah. Usually actually we'd leave a bit early because nobody can stay in the club for that long. <laughs> we'd leave and go to like McDonald's or whatever was open. Actually, McDonald's never open th- in the morning because they only oh. open around five. I remember how angry my friends were because, of course, McDonald's in the morning, they only serve the breakfast menu. Mm-hmm. And they used to get so angry. They're like, why can't they serve the regular menu <laughs> in the morning? But yeah, and then we'd take the first train home and that would be a clubbing night. It's fun, but it's exhausting because then you haven't had any sleep all night long and it kills your next day because mm-hmm. you're like, I don't want to do anything. But So what were your other courses like? Because you had some courses in actually in Japanese yes, language, right? I did. So I had my Japanese language courses three times mm-hmm. a week. And then I also had class at my other campus at Ikuta three times a week. So at Ikuta, um, right away I was placed with, um, I took 
one of my advisors from the international office, and then he hooked me up with an advisor at Ikuta. So I was placed with this professor, who was actually also named Ota-sensei, wow. with the exact same kanji. So I was <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> you just can't get <laughs> away from him. <laughs> I thought it was like, yeah, it was bad. As soon as I heard that, I wanted to like die. But you, you know, what are you going to say? It's just the same name. Yeah. I guess it's not that uncommon. I don't know, but it was like, oh, curse. <laughs> He's following you. <laughs> You're <Yeah>. cursed. <laughs> Uh, but I ended up going to two of his classes, so I was taking two classes with this professor. Mm -hmm. He also asked me to join his seminar class, his ZEMI. Um, I should explain that what that is. A seminar class, how it works, um, I'm not sure if it's the same across all universities, but I think so. But at Meiji, how it worked is that um, all third and fourth year students have to join a ZEMI in order to graduate. And it kind of takes the same role as writing your honors thesis does mm -hmm. um, here, like at York, for example. So you have to go and work with a professor. Um, there's In my particular ZEMI, there's about 23 people. So it's the third and fourth year students, but it's also the master's students. So I had two master's first year students and then one second year master's student in my ZEMI. Um, and that would be, we'd meet once a week and discuss articles. It I was a science major. Mm -hmm. I was actually the mm -hmm. first science major that went to that campus as, as an exchange student that they'd had in quite a long time. Hmm. It was actually, second term, there was a Swiss girl that came as well, but... Yeah, it was kind of neat. I was like a celebrity there. <laughs> <laughs> um, my professor was always taking me to other, ze other ZEMI classes and introducing me to other Like showing you people. off? Yeah, basically. Well, I got a gaijin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was so weird because some of them spoke fluent English. Some of them spoke a bit of English. Some of them spoke no English. So it was mm -hmm. always really interesting. I never knew. Like, I was meeting new pe people like twice a week. And then, of course, when I'd meet the professors, I'd also meet all of their students. Mm -hmm. And even though in English, I'm really good at, like, memorizing people's names. Mm -hmm. In Japanese, like, it just goes over my head. And I'd be like, I recognize your face. I don't know who you are. And they'd be like, do you remember me? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you're meeting people so fast that you don't even remember where you met them. You're like, I know I've met this person, but I don't remember for that professor's class or that professor's class. Even my own welcome party, like the people in my Zemi, like, we had a welcome back, like, a, wel a welcome party for me. Mm-hmm. And that was really good about Japan. Like, you're always being taken out. And you're, whenever you're a guest, you don't have to pay. So I was being taken out, like, every other week for dinner, given beer, given whatever. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> that awesome. That sounds excellent. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's really fun. I think they should really get on that here. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, w they introduced themselves, one at a, like, like, one after the other, like, all 23 people are like, okay, this is my name, and this is my hobby, and this is my blood type. I don't know, mm -hmm. blood type. It's, like, a dating thing that they thought it was hilarious. So anyway... Yeah, and it was only like towards the end of the year that I actually really, I, there was a couple of them I knew right away and I recognized them and I became close friends with them. Some people in my Zemi, I didn't really know their names until much later, <laughs> but it was fun. Um, yeah, so I had two two classes there that were in Japanese. I was actually doing <laughs> animal physiology, a second year course in Japanese, and that was actually really hard. <laughs> How did you handle all the, the key keywords? and? It's, yeah, mostly vocabulary is the biggest thing, because biology like the reason i'm in biology is because i'm good at memorizing things i don't like math and then i don't really like writing essays so that's kind of how i became a biology <laughs> <My major. default>. wow <laughs> well, I, I enjoy it too but my area of interest at york is um ecology yeah. ecology mm -hmm. evolution more of like the big like population dynamic stuff whatever john go back to sleep anyway uh yeah and the place I was placed in, my Zemi, they did endocrinology and molecular biology and stuff that I had never done before and probably couldn't understand in English, <laughs> let alone in Japanese. <laughs> How did so. you manage in lectures? Like, was it totally going over your head or... Oh, yeah. Was somebody helping oh, you? The way that he spoke, like, I got really used to it that he spoke, so I could usually understand what was going on, about mm -hmm. 50 60%. Not really enough to do very well, but it was actually kind of nice because at the very end when it's exam time, exams are so stressful in Japan. Um... Maybe not in all areas. Like, again, my friends that were in arts, they still got some marks for, like, essays and participation and mm -hmm. stuff. My friend Liz, she was writing essays, so she had her mark broken up a bit. For mine, um, the entire course boils down to one exam, one hour long, one page front and back. That's your entire course. That's, like, one hour. 100% of your mark? Yeah, 100% so of your mark is one hour. Jesus. So if you have <laughs> a bad day, if you're having a migraine or whatever's going on with you, then... Kind of screwed. <laughs> Yeah, Aww. it was pretty shitty, and I was freaking out because, like, even though I was going to, like, I didn't miss any classes, but at the same time, well, okay, I did miss some classes. <laughs> 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 but, like, I, and I didn't have to take notes in class because they, they photocopy your notes for you. Hmm. They, they give you notes at the beginning of class, you just collect them, and then usually if you stay, you can write in stuff, but I didn't, I couldn't really understand enough to follow along. Like, I would try to, like, translate them afterwards, but, you know, if I was going out somewhere or doing something, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It takes I a while to translate stuff. It takes a long time, so... Yeah. 
it was kind of like a couple weeks before the exam that I really started kind of focusing and trying to work out how I was going to study and how am I going to pass this because this is going to be really bad if I don't do well. Not just for me because I didn't really care that much because mm-hmm. in terms of York, it's pass or fail. Right. And I, I knew, that, you I knew that I was going to pass. Mm-hmm. I've heard stories about people that never went to class and basically did whatever the entire time they're there and they still pass. Like they make you pass when you're there. Mm-hmm. From what I've heard, I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't want to get anybody trouble. Like, oh, some some person on some podcast said no matter what I did, I would <laughs> pass. But. I don't think anybody official is listening to this anyway. Probably good enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but he basically sat me down and I asked him like, how's it going to work? And when he told me it was only one hour, I was like oh my god what's gonna happen but he sat me down and we went through my notebook and he's like okay you should know this you don't have to know that oh you don't have to know that oh this is probably important and when I actually wrote the test I was like laughing because every exact everything that he told me to study was on there Mm -hmm. and only that stuff so he didn't give me like a range of stuff and only chose some of it like he only told me what was on it so he basically gave me the exam beforehand (laughs) so actually I'm the course that I had with him, I got S for my grade, and I'm like, and they were all like really happy, like, oh, you got an S, and I'm like, is that like S for socks? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't know what S is. <laughs> and I was like, is that, is that like satisfactory? And they're like, no, it's like subarashi. Oh, oh, so it's like okay. excellent. Like, it's like, I'm like, okay, that sounds good. I'll take that. Um, <laughs> the only other course I was taking at Ikuta was actually an English course. Well, it wasn't an English course. It was agricultural chemistry, but it was taught in English by an exchange professor that was from Scotland. So it was me in this class and a bunch of Japanese students, and they didn't know what the hell was going on. <laughs> so it was really nice because it was kind of like the reciprocal experience. Like when mm-hmm. I was in my physiology class, I didn't know what the hell was going on. And then you go into the agricultural chemistry class, and they don't know what the hell is going on. It was really slow for me because he was talking kind of slowly. He had to explain like ba- breakdown of words and how certain words become, but it was still good because I got to kind of be like a TA almost in that class. Mm-hmm. Uh, needless to say, I got, like, a really good <laughs> <laughs> I think the only essay we had, like, one essay we had to write and one, one presentation that had no marks and then our final. And, yeah, it's, like, a 600-word essay. Like, nothing. That was the only work I really had to do in that. I think the exam for both terms, because I had it agricultural chemistry one first term and then the second part of it second term. The exam, I think I was out of there. He designed it to be an hour long, mm-hmm. and I finished in, like, ten minutes. <laughs> like, like, that's all you need to know, really. <laughs> I would leave, and everyone would be, like, glaring at me. And I'm just like, well, sorry. <laughs> but, yeah, that was a good class, too. Um, the only other class I had, second term, I decided to pick up another course. Um, mm-hmm. It was also taught by the same professor, so I was taking two, cor- two courses by him that term. And it was Intro to Biology, so basically Bio 1010. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the concepts, like, we used one of the, the textbooks. You don't have to buy textbooks in Japan. No. Well, probably some classes you do, but for all the ones I took, you never had to. Everything's given to you in the notes. Hmm. But he used the same textbook that I used at York in first year. So that was kind of good. And all the concepts, like, I didn't really learn anything new. But Wait, I was, was it, learning it new because it's all new vocabulary. in Japanese? Uh, yeah. It's but translated. It was, it was like, oh, okay, okay. Yeah, so I didn't buy it. So, But it's just basically the same graphs that I recognized from when I was in first year. So that wasn't too bad. But again, because you're learning it all in a new language, it kind of makes you kind of look at it more in depth, sort of, hmm. and kind of really think about things the same way. Hmm. Um, a couple of things were different. It was funny. When we were going through um, some of the stuff that I did in my second year's animals course, they put into the first year program. So he was going through the different phylums and explaining about that. And from a lot of the slides, they'd put up, like, different fish and shellfish and stuff. and be like, oh, I've eaten that. Oh, who in the class has eaten this? <laughs> He's going through the, all the animals. And we were talking about who's eaten what. And I'm like, this would never fly <laughs> back home. Aww. Oh, I never told you what the gross, most disgusting thing that I ate was. They went on a tangent. It's most something dis- worse than the spider. <laughs> the most disgusting thing that I ate in Japan was a pregnant shrimp. <laughs> what? Whole. <laughs> How was it prepared? Oh, Don't no, tell I, me it was sashimi. What, no, I, I, I've eaten whole fish before. Like, you eat the heads. And I've done that before. And I've eaten the tail and whatever. It's crunchy. It's car- Oh, nankotsu is also really gross. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, I've eaten whole shrimp before. And that's not a big deal. But then when I was in Hokkaido with John, um, we had, like, a full, like, we were staying at a ryo- uh, ryokan. Mm-hmm. So, like, a Japanese-style inn. So they serve you breakfast and dinner there. And they're really nice dinners. We had, like, a hot pot dinner the one day. But yeah, there was two shrimp in it. We both had two each. And they were just normal shrimp, but they were pregnant. So, like, on the inside, it was kind of like caviar kind of thing. And it was kind of like this kind of pukey, brownish-green paste. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. But I'm like, I have to try it, right? I'll try anything once. Maybe I'll like it. And then I ate it, and I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I had to spit it back out. It was nasty. It didn't Ow. taste good. Like, I don't like caviar that much. I also tried um, the first time that I w- was taken out by pr- my professor. Mm-hmm. It was just me, him, and one other student. I got taken out by my professor a lot. He was like my sugar daddy. <laughs> <laughs> He's a sweet guy. Um, yeah, he, he took us out to for sushi. 
and he would like he was like ordering all the expensive things he was like telling me like oh i never order uni because it's so expensive but i'll order it because you're here so uni is a sea urchin also disgusting uh, i ate it because it was the most expensive thing there and he bought it and i'm like oh thank you for ordering the most expensive thing oh god <laughs> please don't make me eat it um yeah that was not good and then also like the kind of like salmon roe type stuff mm-hmm. uh, i know some people like it i really don't like the texture we also had um halbred or i think it's hal hal what was it called it was like it's yellow and it's really small and it's kind of like scrunched together like styrofoam that's uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't like it the only eggs that i eat are bird from birds <laughs> i'll just leave it there yeah wow <laughs> i kind of can't get over the pregnant shirt thing it's a very weird spider. mental image the spider it was tasty i don't know he had like this kind of like barbecue sauce on him kind of not really <laughs> not, not, not like him sauce. you gave him a gender <laughs> well I, I don't know him Sorry. I think it was a him. I don't I don't know how to sex spiders yet. Maybe when I take my entomology course if I take that. Yeah. Good. So what about like the experience of being a foreigner there? Like did you have any <laughs> problems like with settling in and just like shopping and classmates um, and things? Within the first couple of months was kind of really hard. When I was with my friends it was okay because both most of my friends spoke better Japanese than I did, mm-hmm. so I could kind of get around that way. No, but right away within the first like originally when I first went before I came, I wasn't going to buy a, like um, an electronic dictionary. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, nah, I don't think I really need it. But then like as soon as you need it, it's essential. If you're going to Japan and you're like serious about learning Japanese, you basically I, I would strongly strongly recommend. There was only one person in our class that had a paper dictionary. Mm-hmm. I don't know how she lugged those damn things around. They were like two giant Bibles stacked together the way she had it. <laughs> she there was a French dictionary I think like French Japanese mm-hmm. was it that or was it Austrian Japanese I know she was an Austrian student but I don't remember which one it was for um yeah it's just really hard even just doing transactions um it's actually pretty easy to live in in Tokyo I think as a foreigner mm-hmm. like they have a lot of like allowance people kind of are more understanding um they see a lot more foreigners too they, yeah oh, well, that's the main thing there are yeah. so many foreigners in like, Tokyo I saw foreigners every day when I was there but we yeah you know no, no. if you go to Tokyo expecting to be the only white person or the only whatever person or be like whatever no yeah. you're, you're not going to be for anything special in Tokyo mm-hmm. they're used to it and they've seen it um but yeah even like on the subways and the trains everything is bilingual mm-hmm. um most people like they've all studied in English when they've been in school most of them so even if they have trouble speaking if you write something out they probably understand it mm. um so that wasn't so bad in that respect the hardest part for me again was when i was being ferried around by my professor to visit these other classes and every couple every weeks like i was being invited to something like they're having some nomikai or some professional dinner together and i'd be introduced to people and they'd be asking me questions and they'd expect me to speak really good japanese and i could only understand part of what they were saying mm-hmm. so sometimes i knew what they were asking and sometimes i was just like they would i i would know enough to know that they were asking me a question but not enough to know what it was about <laughs> <laughs> how would you deal with it in that situation like would if you it, be was able to like, it was kind of like it was kind of like a yes or no question usually i would answer yes okay i'm just trying to like remember people's names and keep up mm-hmm. and just kind of function that way it was really hard cause especially because uh, you had really friendly people like my age trying mm-hmm. to like make a friend and then then they didn't really speak enough English and I didn't speak enough Japanese so yeah. it was kind of hard like I think if I'd gone to Japan and had the level of Japanese I had now I probably would have done a bit better mm-hmm. but I mean I wasn't going to put off my life and like mm-hmm. it was really good especially because my last year when I was taking 3000 level Japanese here I was really kind of getting really demotivated I wasn't doing well in class I really didn't like the course and because I didn't like the course I was starting to associate that with not liking Japanese. It was kind of an insane course. Which isn't true. Like I love learning Japanese, but because I hated the course so much and the course was about Japanese, I kind of whenever I thought about Japanese, I kind of got that Ugh, feeling. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we mentioned on the show several times about Otosensei, the famous Otosensei. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard stories about Otosensei. Yeah. I don't even take Japanese. He's a really ni- nice guy. He's uh, if he likes you. If he likes you and he's a He's a very hard worker, and he expects people to work very hard. He has very high expectations. Yeah, he has very high expectations, for sure. I so. had him, yeah, both first year and third year. And it's very different experiences, because in first year, I was, like, his favorite. And, yeah, I was getting very good grades. I got, I think I was, like, top level in my class. Mm-hmm. And it was easy, and I, I enjoyed, like, most of the stuff I'd actually learned before I joined the class. I just didn't know my kanji very well at all, so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. First year, I loved him. He was, like, my favorite pro- professor. But then third year, second year, first year I coasted, but because I had so much that I'd studied beforehand, I was fine. Second year was starting to get harder, and then third year I had not really been studying as much as I should have been. Mm-hmm. But the course demanded so much. It we did. had to learn twenty new kanji every week and, and f- like five readings five for keywords, each. Yes. 
So if it was only two keywords for each, it probably wouldn't have been so bad. But there was so much he expected from us, and the quizzes you had to know so much, but you weren't really getting that much payout out of it because they weren't yeah. worth that much. It's like memorizing a hundred uh, obscure words that you're not going to use. Yeah, and words day, that you would like never use week, all year. Yeah, and it on was top of that, too at least much one assignment a week. So. The assignments, uh, yeah, I really don't agree with a lot of how the course ran. Mm -hmm. um, looking at it now, I really wish that the courses ran according to the Japanese proficiency test and yeah. do them that way. I think that would make a lot more sense, but I'm not in control of anything. But anyway, mm -hmm. to keep a long story short, um, I'm still really glad that I went, for sure. Um, a lot of the slack I was able to make up just studying for my courses mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. I'm actually kind of wishing that I didn't have to take the actual Japanese language courses at Meiji. I would have rather just gone straight and taken the classes I was taking and studied more for them and had more time to study my physiology and do that. Because mm -hmm. mm -hmm. I think you learn a lot better like studying authentic Japanese and like actually using like real Japanese from the newspaper, watching TV, radio, than just studying textbooks. Textbooks even though like they're not really like real language like people don't usually speak like textbooks mm -hmm. and it, it's the immersion thing too like yeah i think i'd rather just be using it rather than studying how to oh, use for it sure. mm -hmm. yeah yeah sure i'll make mistakes but i'll get corrected eventually i don't mm -hmm. know i guess it's good to have both it's just a pain in the ass going to fucking class <laughs> three times <laughs> a week like i said before shinjuku is the most busy it's the biggest station in the world Tokyo is the biggest city in the world. It's number one, if you include all of like the outlying areas. I think the GTA is like 46th or 47th, mm -hmm. to give you some kind of scale of like there's how more that is. There's people in like, the, the area surrounding Tokyo than there are in all of Canada. Yeah. Give some perspective. Yeah. Yeah. There's like 10 million more. Like, usually the trains in the morning were not so bad, but there have been times where there's the station attendants pushing people into the train with their white gloves. Yeah. I've been on those trains. When I first got, I was really intimidated. Like, I would be looking at the train, mm -hmm. and it would look really crowded. I'm like, there's no way I'm fitting on that train. And then I'd watch five more people squish on. Wow. And I'd be like, and like oh my god. <laughs> How did they get in? Like, because people would be, like, standing. Like, there's, you wouldn't know where to get in, but people would just, like, put their backs to the, to the door mm -hmm. and push. Wow. Um, yeah, by the end, I was the person doing that. Like, you you adjust, right? Like, I'll never look at buses and, and subways in Toronto the same way again. Like, mm -hmm. nothing will be crowded anymore to me. The most crowded train I've ever been on, this was one morning, I think there was like maybe an earthquake a mm -hmm. little bit before, so there was a bit of a backup, and that's why it was so busy on the platform. But I was in the train, and at one point, I kind of went on tiptoe to kind of get a better grip of the handrail. Mm -hmm. And I was pressed by like five or six people, and I was so pressed in that I couldn't put my feet flat on the ground oh again. Oh my god! I was wow. stuck on my tiptoes, even like putting all my full weight and trying to like kind of move to get my feet flat. I couldn't do it. Wow. So Jeez. it's been pretty hairy. I've had my my, my face against the glass and the doors, <laughs> and then you like as soon as the doors open, you basically fall out of the train. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's, you they couldn't get away with that here, I don't think. Like, there's, like, fire codes. Like, you yeah, could only fit yeah. so many people on, and then they're like, okay, no more, wait for the next one, and it's not like that there. But I, I love the trains are so convenient. If I show you a map later, like, well, Angela, you've seen it. Mm -hmm. How, because there's train, and then there's subway, and then there's, yeah, there's, like, the JR lines, and then there's the Tokyo subway lines, and then there's also bus. I never rode the bus in Tokyo, there's no point. I did that in the boonies. <laughs> and, yeah. But it's really convenient. I mean, trains are never late. If they're 30 seconds late, they'll apologize. I think the only time the train was late when I was <laughs> trying to get on the train because, uh, oh, my Zebi trip in the summer. I'm not going to talk about that. Was, well, maybe I will later. I don't know if we're running long. But, yeah, where was I? Um, what happened was the train was like 20 minutes late because some stupid asshole offed himself on the train, like in front of it, and then my train was delayed. How dare he? Well, I was, I was running behind, right? And it's like, <laughs> damn it. And then I had to find another way to get to um, Shinagawa to get on the Shinkansen to go to their connection. I took the wrong train. I went to Nagoya instead. I went oh, four no. hours out of my way. Yeah, yeah if you get on the wrong train and you're on the Shinkansen, like, you're fucked. <laughs> it was such a... Okay, I will talk about it. What happened was it was a summer trip with my Zemi, and we were supposed to go to Izu, which is kind of like this little beach area. It's on the coast. It's really nice there. And it was only about, what, three hours away from Tokyo? Not that far. Mm -hmm. And I was supposed to meet them at campus at Ikuta at, like, seven in the morning or something like that. And we were going to go. It was in August. For, it was only for, like, three or four days we were going. I think three days. And what happened was, I woke up that day at 10 in the in the morning. <laughs> I had like seven <laughs> messages on my cell phone, and I was like freaking out. What happened was, um, I got a turtle when I was in Japan. Yay! That's another funny story that I'm probably not going to have time for for this session anyway. Um, and my friend was going to be watching him, one of the Swedes. Mm -hmm. So I was going to give my turtle to him, and then my, he was going to watch him, and then I was going to come back and get my turtle again. But it was like 8 o'clock the night before. 
And I ran into him outside, and I'm like, hey, are you going to take my turtle? And he's like, well, my friend from Sweden is here, and he leaves at 5 a.m. the next morning to go back to Sweden, so I want to take him out to the pub and take him out for karaoke or whatever, and I'm like, fine, whatever. I'm like, can't you take the, take the turtle now? And he's like, well, no, but why don't you come out with us? So I'm like, well, no, I have to clean my room first, and then I'll meet you after. So I was going to meet them at 1 o'clock in the morning. And then I met them at 1 o'clock in the morning, and they're like, well, we're going to go to karaoke now. And I'm just like, fine, whatever. So I went with them for that, and then we went for an hour. And then I'm like, okay, let's go back. I'm getting really tired. And they're like, no, let's do another hour. And I was like, well, what is it going to do? There's like five people there. And it was his last night in Tokyo. Like, you don't want to be raining on someone's parade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we stayed for another hour. I only got home because we were staying another hour. I was thirsty because you're singing, right? Mm -hmm. And there's no water there. They don't sell you water. I guess they could. But I had a beer. Which normally is not that much for me, but when you're really tired. Yeah. So at 2 o'clock, 2.30, 3, we got back. I gave him my turtle finally. And they're like, let's stay and watch a movie, which I should have done. Like, at that point... No if I had to go back yeah. in time, I would have just stayed awake the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I was like, no, I'd rather get two or three hours of sleep. And then I think it was because I had the drink. Like, I missed my alarm. I slept through it. And then I was freaking out. I was so screwed the next day. Because <laughs> we used to take a, a bus from Ikuta that went straight there. Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know, I was really upset because I've never... I'm the person that stresses about missing things like that. And then it actually happened to me where I slept through my alarm. I had to take a connection. I, got, I took it to Shinjuku. And then from there, I went to Shinagawa. I had to take the Shinkansen to this one place and then get off there and then go. I think I missed my train twice. Like, the Yamanote line was, was late because of the stupid jerk that offed himself. And then I took two trains, separate trains, to get to Shinagawa. One of them I went the wrong way in because I was, like, running down. And I'm like, is it this one or this one? And then there was a train there. And I'm like, it's 50-50 chance that it's the right one. And then it wasn't. <laughs> then I had to go back to this other train. I couldn't find the JR lines because it switched there. And then I got to Shinagawa. And then I managed to buy my ticket. And I thought I was fine. I was on the right landing. I thought it was all good. I got on the train. And it's like uh, supposed to be, I don't know how long it was supposed to be, but I was getting on. And we're going, and I was looking at my clock, because your cell phone will tell you there's a schedule thing to tell you how long it's going to take and what routes to take. It's a schedule finder, right? Huh. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at it, it's supposed to be at 1.57, we're supposed to be getting off, and I'm looking at my cell phone, and it's 1.57 and we're not slowing down, and I'm like, fuck, I got on the wrong fucking train. Because nothing is ever off there. If it says that you're, you arrive at 1.57, you arrive at 1.57. Mm-hmm. There's, there's no leeway, like, everything runs on time in Japan, like, to the minute. And as soon as it was 1.57, I'm like, oh god. I got on the wrong train. So then the next time the attendant went by, I'm like, does this train stop? <laughs> she looks at me and she's like, I'm very sorry. You just wait a minute. <laughs> like, and I'm just like, oh. so she comes back with this other, she sends this other lady to talk to me and she's like, yeah, you got on the wrong train. We're going to be stopping in Nagoya. And I'm just like, <laughs> so then I had to go all the way to Nagoya and just switch there. I waited like an hour there to catch the right train. And then I had to go on the slower train to go back the, back the way I came. And it was a mess. And then I finally got back there. I think I only arrived at like seven or eight at night. Oh my God. Aww. And meanwhile, like the whole day, I'm e- emailing my professor and someone else in my Zami and then the person at the international office because they're like, oh my God, what happened? Is she sick? Like, did she die? Because they're used to people being responsible, right? Right. Stupid guy, Jane. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so I get there and like, it's like almost nighttime and then the taxi guy couldn't find the right place. And I don't know, it was bad. And then he couldn't find the right hotel where we were staying and I didn't know what was going on. But it turned out that there was, like, a fire <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. on the road that we had to go to get back to the villa. So then we had to, like, go around. And then he had to drop me off somewhere else, like, outside. And then somebody from my Zemi had to come and walk and meet me to walk me over because the one way was closed. <laughs> it's, like, the longest day of my life. But it was so nice. When I finally got there to the villa, they had the barbecue all set up. And they're just waiting for me to show up. Aww. And as soon as I got there, they're all happy. And then we had, like, our nomikai. Nomikai is a drinking party. Mm-hmm. But nomikai is just you go out and drink. And yeah, it was just, just like coming home when I saw them. I almost burst into tears because it's been such a long day. I would have burst into tears. <laughs> like, That's sort of it was like the longest day because it was so stressful. Even when I was when I finally got to Asami after my going from the wrong way on mm-hmm. the Shinkansen, when I got there, I almost got on the wrong train. I went bounding up the steps. I had my big giant luggage too, mm-hmm. and then I almost hopped on. But I'm like, wait a minute, you already hopped on the wrong the wrong train twice today. Maybe you should ask the guy first. So I asked the station attendant. He's like, no, the right train is over there. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to like go da- back down the stairs and go through. The hallway and go up another set of stairs to catch it i was like running people must have thought i was retarded <laughs> like, i barely got on before the doors closed and they're like oh but it was fun it was good it's nice to be on the beach and do that kind of stuff we mm-hmm. went to an aquarium i got to pet a penguin because we had rights because one of the the my Zemi people he was doing his research on penguins so part of what they did they worked with zoos and then they would sex all the penguins for them because otherwise, I guess it's hard to tell between mm-hmm. males and females. So what they would do is they would analyze the DNA, hmm. and then they, w- they would also determine parentage. Um, just kind of looking at um, I don't want to get into boring stuff. Well, it's not boring to me, but um, 
how who fathers the the chicklets like the chicks i guess you would call because you know penguins bond for life a lot of them do mm-hmm, but then yeah. the person that's the father is not necessarily the father they're kind of like humans <laughs> 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 like just because you're married to a certain guy and he, you marry him because you, you think he would be a good father mm-hmm. but then you don't necessarily want his dna if he's not that good looking <laughs> so you know he's the good person to raise your child but maybe he's not the best dna wise so then you sleep with somebody else and then have his dna but then you have the good father so you have like the best of both worlds because maybe, <laughs> maybe the person with the good dna like yeah he has good dna but he's not a good father so uh, it's interesting. So then we got to go. We got to go be like behind the scenes at the zoo. And yeah, when it was feeding time, we got to go. And cool. it was me I and two other people from my zemi and our puff. <laughs> Are they soft? Are they? They smell. Oh, <laughs> do they? That's they smell a lot. But I don't know. I guess they're cute. Um, there's two different kinds of penguins. I don't remember. I think one of them were, were they emperor penguins. They were. Yeah, I don't know. They were okay though. It was still. It was interesting. Cool. I'm sucking away all the time with my penguin talk. <laughs> mm. I'm wondering if we should take the break. Yeah, I think that sounds like a good idea. All right. So we're going to take the break. We'll be back after this. Anime Pacific. Introducing Dane, a 26-year-old Australian expat living in Hong Kong. I'd say anime was the best thing to come out of the 20th century. Introducing Alex, a 30-year-old Canadian expat living in Japan. Anime's alright. I think I grew out of it a few years ago. Dane wrote me into doing this stupid podcast. Anime Pacific, where a hardcore fan tries to bring a lost sheep back into the light. You're living the dream! How can you be living in Japan and not be wallowing in the world of anime? That's ridiculous. If I was living in Germany, would you be asking, why aren't you wallowing in Lederhosen? Anime Pacific, featuring the master of comedy, Alexander Sorokopuk. Dane is gay. <laughs> anime Pacific Life in Asia Anime News Reviews And the Anime Person of the Week Check us out at AnimePacific.blogspot.com Or subscribe to us through audio or podcast pixels Anime Pacific Still working out the kinks Um, I'm gonna have There's a there's like a vacuum cleaner going off in the background. Yeah, uh, I mean, what the hell? I'm recording and you're drying your hair. <laughs> well, we said, um, well, how do we put this? Well, when we, we knew that when uh, Clarissa returned, uh, we, we knew that she could uh, talk for an hour about Japan and she did, she almost has. <laughs> She almost has. Well, she almost has, and I choke on Kit Kat. <laughs> yeah, she almost has, and we're not. Uh, we uh, she almost has, and we haven't even hit the hit the tip of the iceberg. Mm-hmm. But and there's so much. Yeah, we yeah. there's so much to mm-hmm. still talk about. Um, this file's gonna run out, so guess what? We're gonna go into a second part. But coming up in part two, overtime. Uh, well, coming up in part <laughs> two. Well, there. Um, well, Japan is the land mm-hmm. is known for anime, at well, least to many of us. 40 minutes in, we'll actually start talking about anime-related Yeah, well, we're yeah. so about Maybe. 15 minutes in now, where they're going to actually start about, <laughs> almost an hour in, we're actually going to talk, start talking a little bit about the anime-related stuff, and that's coming up in part two. 